Told y'all this was a movement. Taking up. I ain't believe You dig? Banked out. Banked out. The South, we getting banged up. Worldwide, we getting banged up. Yeah. Call up 917-889-8041. Just the bank that radio show. We controlling the globe and we second to no one. Every time we emerge, we put in that work and bang that door for the culture. Then it's one love wins from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. But tip she the trophy. And we keep making moves by coastal. Not them suckers didn't believe, but I told you. Banged out, about to be your household name. And banged out mean when you pop more change. Falling like Odell, shout out to Rochelle. Networking Saturday is about to be your movie. Gotta go big, it's the only way to do it. It's a conglomerate, we get into it. Can't forget Fridays, gotta be inspired. We'll end the H while you riding on the interstate. We got Sundays with sunshine from 5 to 6. While you watching on your dinner plate, make sure to tune in. To tap in with the movement, cause it's about to go down. Shout out, discover this, captain of the mothership. If you ain't know, that you know now. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Be Inspired with Linda H, where my mission is to help you be encouraged, motivated, and inspired to go after your dreams and to crush your goals. My guest today, I'm very excited that we were able to coordinate our time and get an interview in today. Okay, he's been featured on some major outlets, so I'm very happy that he decided to come on Be Inspired with Linda H. Okay, so some of the outlets, he's been on um, NBC, he's been on Fox, and many other outlets. He is a sought-after success mentor. He is an executive producer of the Audacious Believer TV. He is an author. He's a creator of personal and business uh, professional development content, and he has many other titles. Please help me welcome my guest today, Dante Worth. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Hey. <laughs> you know what? I want one for the I got one over here, girl. Let me see. Go ahead, go ahead. Yes. I, love, I love watching your show. Thank so, you so um, much for tuning in. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. So um, for all of y'all that listened into my show last week, last week um, I had my guest was um, Diane Hardgrove. So she is the, um, the director of the Mrs. New York America pageant, which I competed in. And that's actually how I was able to connect with Dante work because yes. it was one of the <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, for those that listen, oh, and also, you know, real quick, if you missed the actual um, launch of that episode, you can always go back and play it, okay? So I know a lot of you have been messaging me like, oh, I'm sorry I missed it. 
once it's out there, it's out there. Okay, so make sure y'all listen into the previous episode. That was just a quick note. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so Dante, he was a um, one of the um, judges for the pageant, and one thing that I can just remember throughout the whole time was you always had this huge, big smile on your face, uh, <laughs> up the room. Uh, and, um, for those that compete in pageants or for the first time, which was my first time, you know, it, it's, it's very nerve-wracking, you know, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. the whole process is nerve-wracking, and for me, I felt that, you know, you really made me feel a little bit more comfortable and, oh. you know, encouraged me because you just had this smile and the energy that I was oh. able to feel from where you was was just like, wow, you know. <laughs> thank you, so, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And so um, after the pageant, you know, I ended up, you know, following you on social media. And then I was like, wow, you know, you always have some positive things to talk about. And then I started tuning into your shows. And I was like, once I started this, I was like, I got to get you on this show. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. So can you please tell us all a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, you made me, you picked me up. Now I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Behind all of that, I think that we live in a world full of titles and all the things that we do and the work that we do in our communities and in the world. But I think if people really knew me, they would know that I'm just the person who is trying my best to I make this world a little bit better every single day. Um, Just through the work that I do, through the platforms, through speaking, whether it's writing, I want to help shift people's trajectories and help them to see that life is meant to be enjoyed and not just endured. Um, I'm someone who has experienced some hardships in life. I had different traumas, which I've pinned in my books, uh, Free to Be Me, as well as Turning Your Wounds into Wisdom. And I think that we don't become gurus of life. We just pick up wisdom along the way. And the wisdom that I picked up, I love to share it with as many people as possible. Um, I am someone who literally loves to find an adventure every day. Like I I have done some adventurous things. I've skydived, I've um, done hang gliding. I've done all the things that we see that are commercially um, adventurous and audacious, if you will. But I think every single day, I try to live a way that's audacious, that uh, goes against the grain of saying, no matter what life circumstances is, are that I can genuinely be happy. Nice, nice. And, you know, I see it. I see it on your social media. I'm like, man, I wish, you know, and, and I relocated to Georgia. So whenever I do make a visit, or if you make a visit to Georgia, we got to link up because you just look like the best life. And I'm like, man. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love to. I would love to. Yes. So um, one of the things that a a lot of people are still trying to seek and figure out is how can you find your purpose Mm. and how can you, you know, find a, a, you know, whether it's you're creating a business or Mm -hmm. if you're working in a field where you feel like you are working in your purpose. Yes. Yes. Now, for you, you seem to have been able to build your whole business <laughs> around, you know, being able to help other people be successful. 
you know like you said you're using you know your previous you know your life experience and traumas and things that you've overcome Mm -hmm. in order to help other people yes when did you realize that you wanted to be a success mentor honestly it came by accident um well i grew up in the black church and i grew up in an under the influence of seeing other people speaking and watching how influence work, watching the power of words to enable, to empower, encourage others. So I saw that influence, but I saw it so limited to a building. And I wanted to say, I wonder if there are other people out there in the world who may never show up in the sanctuary, uh, who needs the same encouragement, who may need a word that will uh, enable them, that will give them hope for tomorrow and hope for today. And I grew up in that. I actually was serving in the church for a while as a youth minister. And then I went through and I found, went through a self-discovery process of, well, well, I can't be who I am and in the same space. So I said, well, I got to find something else to do. Uh, after writing my first book in 2014, Free to Be Me, I'm Not My Issues, I realized that there was this entire market out there of personal development coaches and i said hey i can do this (laughs) this is the work that i do this is the work that i enjoy doing and i can get paid doing it um that was an aha moment for me that i was so limited in my thinking before about the marketplace of thinking that you can only speak and help people for free but you can actually charge people and give them value sell them a product with integrity and really get them results in their life and business so that was really my trajectory of shift of saying okay i need this is a success mentor it sounds so big and grandiose um but in simplest terms of consulting you're somebody who i'm someone who people come to for clarity for feedback for motivation for ideas for um just someone to lean on we live in a world where we don't have so uh, many genuine people in our lives that we can truly lean on. Um, we have acquaintances, we have business people, but no one that we can really allow ourselves to be seen by and really see someone else for the, who they are outside of their role in society. So my, I, my business is built around being a success mentor, helping people define what success is for them. What Your success may not be what success is for someone else. It may not be wealth. It may not be um, being on TV, it may not be all these other things, but defining what it is for yourself and let's get there. Oh, I like that. Good. <laughs> and, and that's a very good point that success is not the same thing to each, you know, each person. So yes. um, I think um, a, a conversation I had not too long ago with someone we was talking about uh, the film industry, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to, you know, I want to be successful in the film industry. But what does that look like for you? You know, yes. some people want to be in front of the camera. Some people want to be behind the camera. Some yes. people are better off at this or that. So it's not the same exact thing. So mm-hmm. I think that it's very good um, to be able to find someone that can help you to pinpoint because you may not even realize what all of the opportunities are within yes. that field. Yes. When um, I had first started um, getting into the modeling industry, um, a lot of the people think, oh, models is just, you know, the runway models. But mm-hmm. there's so many other... Right. <laughs> niche yes. in that industry. And for a lot of people who think that, oh, I can't make it in this industry, mm-hmm. you may be surprised there is something in that industry that you can fit into you know yes 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 Um, very good so what does it look like for someone that 
wants to make an appointment with you? What what does that process look like? So I I, I need a success mentor, and I and I contact you. What what can someone expect? Um, usually, what it is, of course, there's advertisement to get the message out there to someone. They'll see the ad. Um, they'll get they either resonate with the messaging of hopefully I'm offering them solution through whatever ad that I'm offering, whether it's struggling to have organi- organizing their life for success or struggling to get their story told. Uh, once they get into my sales funnel, they become, they book a, excuse me, a, um, breakthrough session also known as a consultation and from there we just spend 30 minutes together and get some clarity we get some clarity on who you are what you're looking for to make sure that we're a good fit for each other um it's one thing that anybody can be a salesperson anyone can sell a product or service to anybody anyone can um sell you something that's not going to work but i need to make sure that i'm a good fit for you and that you're a good fit for me because if you're not coachable it makes no sense for me to take your money. It makes no sense for you to make an investment with me if we're going to waste each other's time, if we're constantly going to bump heads. Um, so after that, once we decide that you are a good fit for each other, that we're a good fit for each other, we move forward and we come up with a plan. Um, we do a strategy session, another hour strategy session, where we really get in depth into the vision. We dissect the vision of what, who, who do you really want to become and who, how soon do you want to get there? Set those goals. We come up with micro wins for macro wins. Those micro wins are going to lead to that macro win, so you can appreciate your that macro win at the end of the at the end of the uh, the time that we spend together. Oftentimes, we do a ninety day package, where within ninety days we set that one goal and say, "This is what we're going to accomplish." Whether it's writing a book, whether it's launching your business online, whether it is um, becoming getting your first speaking engagement. I like to do the ninety day increments because if you take if you look at it for too long. What happens is you will um, get discouraged. <laughs> You'll say, "Oh God, this is gonna—it's too long, too far, too out of our fetch for me." And I, even 90 days sometimes just seems discouraging for people. But I like to take the 90 increments, and that way you can break it down, hit that goal in time. Wow, that 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 sounds really good. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> and one of the things that I really like about what you just said, you know, besides what the process typically looks like, mm-hmm. is um, the fact of how authentic you are mm-hmm. when it comes to you know you need to see if you're a good fit for that yes person. <laughs> yes, you know, yes, yes there are a lot of people you know and then in, in any industry not necessarily mm-hmm. your industry but hey I, i'm gonna make some money off of this so yes. you know, i'm gonna take your money whether i really know that i can you know work with you or not you know right. so i think that that's very important um, because, you know, if you feel that it's not good for you, you're gonna mm-hmm. turn, you're gonna turn that client client away, right? Yes, you know, yes. Refer that client to someone else mm-hmm. that may be able to help that person. Yes, so yes. It's not really all about the money. Yes, yes, exactly. And that that's very important. I think about when we were talking earlier about purpose, and I think you you mentioned people trying to find their purpose and even dealing with money. I think that. We have become such a capitalistic society that when we think about our purpose, we're thinking about how can we monetize something? How can I make money off of this? And if you can't monetize it, sometimes you feel like it's not a part of your purpose. And that's just not true. Sometimes there are some things you need to be doing for your soul to fulfill your purpose that may not make any money, may not be something you can monetize, but you are fulfilled and you feel better and you feel good about it. But 
oftentimes we lose track and we lose focus of what our purpose is, not because of um, not knowing what to do, but because what we're doing is not something that makes money. And I think that's where we get lost. Mm. I need, I need to. Yes. That's some good stuff right there. And so yes. you wrote two books. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your first book you wrote um, is called uh, Free to Be Me, I'm Not My Issues. Okay. Yes. And one of, your, one of the things that I noticed on your website and things I've heard you say is that you help clients turn their pain into purpose. Look, yes. Just talking about purpose. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> now, what can people expect from your book? Um, authenticity. They expect a human being. I think that I love to read stories about human experiences. Um, things about theories and fictional books I'm not into too much, but when I hear someone's human experience, um, I take you on a journey in my writing and my human experience. You get to see someone who is real, um, someone who has actually gone through um, ups and downs and how I came out of them. And it's not more so, not such a a how-to book because how-to doesn't work how to lose 30 pounds in 30 days or how to get rich in 90 days those how-to's do not work because how-to work everybody would be doing it but what you get is a human experience that you can say me too there's something in there that you can take away and say me too that i i, I may not have the exact story but there's something in there that you can um, pull away some piece of wisdom and say hey i can resonate that resonates with me um as you read I go on a journey from childhood traumas and uh, dealing with alopecia, living with li- growing up in the black church and dealing with family issues. But it's not like a, a story of sadness and oh, woe is me, but it's more so saying, okay, every chapter has my story and then there's wisdom. Every chapter is broken down into two pieces. So there's my story and then I dissect it in another piece called wisdom where I give you what lessons did I learn from this. Everything that we're going through is meant to teach us a lesson. If we don't learn that lesson, we're going to continue to go through that thing. So that's my way in my writing, uh, in my first book and in my second book, is saying, hey, I didn't master life. I'm not a guru of life, but I'm a human being who's had a human experience. This is the wisdom I've gained and hopefully can help you along the way. Wow. All right. And your books, um, you, you can get them on Amazon, actually. Yep. Available on Amazon. Yes. And then um, we'll make sure, make sure um, all you listeners out there, make sure you read the description, okay, of um, this uh, particular show because the links will be in um, the description. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so you also help people to write their own books, correct? I do. I do. Yes. I do. Okay. <laughs> So what what does that process look like? Because I know that there are a lot of people out there who have a story that they would like to share or an idea, but they may not necessarily be good when it comes to, you know, um, grammar and, you know, write the formats and the whole process itself of getting a book published. Yes. So what what is what does that look like for honestly it is it's, it's simpler than you would think it is i think that people when they think about writing a book we think about how it was years ago when you have to go write a book get a manuscript submit it to a publisher hope that they approve and hopefully that they validate your story and say that it's good enough for them to publish 
things have changed over the years where we have a different industry of self-publishing. Um, the publishing of the book is never hard. It's the hardest part is writing the story. Um, people, the hardest part, not just starting to write the story, but to actually finish it and getting people to see that we don't have to tell the whole story in the first book. You can write more than one book. So we can just pick a piece of your story, um, dissect that piece, figure out what is the outcome that you want for readers and let's get it done. Uh, my process is kind of similar to my Audacious Believer TV series where I give my clients an opportunity to interview with me. And during that interview, when you're in an interview, just like even now, or when you're on NBC or any other platform, you don't have a lot of time to like look at your notes and figure out what are you going to say. It has to come from within you, especially when you're talking about yourself and getting ready to share your story. Usually what comes out in an interview is that the truth. Um, so I give that opportunity, that, that experience to my clients. We pull out that truth. I help them to organize those thoughts. Uh, once we organize those thoughts, we start writing. And before you know it, the book is done and we're ready to publish. Wow. Y'all hear that? So all of y'all future, you know, authors out there, y'all need to talk with Dante. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. if, um, <laughs> if, uh, it's, if, if someone was to create a film about, you know, your story and your mm. life, what actor would portray Dante Burke? Honestly, I have not thought about this question before, and I would love to have a Lifetime movie about myself. <laughs> Honestly, I love Lifetime movies. I love Lifetime, <laughs> yes. I do. So I think that it would have to be somebody tall, light-skinned, and <laughs> broad <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> there's, there's a couple options out there. Um, I don't, honestly, I don't have a, a, an exact answer for that one, but I would love to just see someone that not only has been, actually, I would love to give someone an opportunity that may not be a big name star, yeah. um, to give someone that platform to represent me because my story isn't someone who grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth. So I want to give someone an opportunity to, get, to share my story um, that may be a new actor who may not be discovered, may be an amazing actor or actress out there that may have never got the opportunity yet. So, hey, well, you never know. Somebody out there, it might be you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we, we got to contact Lifetime. We're like, hey, you know. <laughs> yes. We want to we see a movie about Dante. <laughs> yes. I would love that. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yes. Speaking into existence. Yes. <laughs> So you are the founder, so like I said, uh, many titles here. <laughs> yes, so yes, yes. Also the founder of a not-for-profit, it's um, called I Am Not My Hair. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that project? What that is, I started it back in 2009, 2010, I believe, and I wanted to but I think if you look at my life, you look at my business, you look at my story, everything comes from my life experience. Everything is how, what did I learn? How can I pass this on to someone else and make things better or shift someone's trajectory or educate them? I started the project because I knew that I felt so misunderstood by the world. They didn't understand what, no, a lot of people didn't know what alopecia was. And every time someone asked me, so why are you blonde? Why don't you have your eyebrows? Why don't you have eyelashes? And I had to continually explain myself and it felt like a, 
a task to constantly say, okay, I have alopecia, and then I have to go through the, the steps of educating them what, on what it was. But it also was an opportunity to me, opportunity for me to educate them. So I was glad about it. Um, so I started the project because I realized that, again, there were other people out there who were going through the same thing and saying, me too, me too, me too. Nobody understands me. And people see me or they make preconceived ideas about uh, what I have and whether they're connected to a more terminal condition like cancer or someone dealing with chemo treatment. And I really wanted to give someone, give the world clarity that alopecia is not that and what of what it is. And for me, I've been living with alopecia since the age of eight. Uh, came and then it went away and then it came back when I was like 16 and I wanted to not only reach those who didn't know but reach those who were living in the same experience that I had and say hey I'm going to be a voice for you and use this platform to do that we've had different events we've had um, set up different kiosks in the mall to just give out educational material we've teamed up the, the National Alopecia Ariata Foundation uh, many times just to get different materials from them to help get that word out there that hey this is a thing and we're not the other thing that you think we are <laughs> yeah yeah oh wow that's very interesting and um um there are um my my children actually about a year or two ago they they met one of um uh, children from the neighborhood who has alopecia and a, a lot of people were like oh you know what's you know what's wrong and you could see like the the and he's probably he was probably about like eight years old actually so about the probably about the around the age that you you know developed it and um you could see the the struggle you know the social struggle yes yes exactly, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and you know the 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 kids of you know the kids in the neighborhood eventually you know once they got to know him and, and knew mm -hmm. him you know it was just accepted but he always wore a hat mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you didn't see him anywhere really without a hat on yes and, um, you could you could see the um you know the struggle especially when new kids moved into the neighborhood and didn't really mm -hmm. And what yeah that's one of the biggest that's the biggest side effect i believe but there's the physical side effect is the hair loss but the social structure of kids can be kids they're going to be children and, and the idea of using the um sentiment that it's just hair it sounds good when you are an adult or maybe in if you've never had that experience but when you're a child you're going through the development process, you're going through your progressing years, you're um, going through puberty and all the things are going on in social life, you know, high school, all the things that goes on in school. We know school, we know how kids can be. Yes. Um, so we, I really wanted to change that narrative for young people out there like, hey, you can look to me to be a model for you, to be a voice for you. And hopefully one day you'll be a voice for yourself. But until then, I'm gonna stand in the gap. Yes, and thank you, thank you so much. And and you know, the, the, not not to take away from the from our time period, you know, um, growing up, but the yes. kids this, these years are me. Yes, they <laughs> are. are. And then we have social media as well, yeah, so it's not just not just Instagram. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So <laughs> the 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 impact of bullying and the way yes. that you know um, kids can struggle. Yes. You know, it, yes. It, it, it's um, I see a lot different than yes. you know our years growing up. You know, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times you know you could just cut it off from school. You know, of course you'll feel whatever way you know still when you're at home, but yes, yes, home, yes. These days they go on there on the internet and stuff, and it's still there for them in their face. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
So what does living an audacious life mean? <laughs> you said everything living an audacious life. So yes. It means being empowered to speak power to yourself and to those in power. Um, not just through your words, but through your lifestyle. I think when people hear the word and they see the audacious lifestyle, they see the fabulous stuff, they see the, <laughs> the, the fun part of it. But if we literally look at the word audacity, that means that there are some moments where you challenge people, where you challenge people's ideas, you challenge their their thoughts, their preconceived ideas uh, about you, as well as about many different issues. Um, being audacious, having opportunities to speak, for example, uh, had opportunity to speak on a radio station. They invited me on because of the fabulousness, but then a topic came up and I stood my ground and I shared my stance on that. And a lot of times we aren't, um, we, we can be people pleasers sometimes, but the idea of being audacious is allowing yourself to stand in your truth, share your truth, no matter what the outcome is, no matter how people are going to perceive you, no matter how they're going to judge you. Like the audacious lifestyle, yes, it's fabulous, but it comes at a cost, honey. And I'm, that's the cost I'm willing to pay every day. <laughs> I, I love it. And um, you actually, um, your Audacious Believer TV, your yes. shows, you talk about a variety of different topics. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, Dante is, um, it, um, he's based out of Rochester, New York. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, if, if you've watched the news, you know, within the last couple of weeks, you know, yes. there's been a lot of publicity um, in that city um, mm -hmm. for a number of things, you know, with the police and racial injustice and, um, and, and Dante is one of them, you know, he'll bring um, different people onto his show, you know, yes. um, they'll have political conversations, they'll have conversations about everything and anything. Yes. Um, on yes. His show. And one of the um, questions that I like to ask um, a lot of my guests, especially those that are um, business owners or, you know, in the the spotlight, you know, entertainment, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, is um, speaking your truth. Yes, yes, yes. This year has been a, a, the craziest year ever. You know? Yes. I, I, I like to think I'm fairly young, you know. But, yes. But, you know, throughout all of my years, this has been like, you know, a very crazy year. Mm -hmm. And there has been plenty of opportunities for people to speak up and speak their truth on mm -hmm. a number of things, whether it's yes. justice, politics, mm -hmm. um, just any and everything. Now, do you think, and I, I, I would assume no, because you're with the, you know, speak your truth, stand your truth, mm -hmm. but some people are intimidated or scared to use their social media platform mm -hmm. as a way to, you know, express their beliefs and express, you know, their truth or where they stand with certain mm -hmm. you know, issues because they're scared that that's going to also affect their business or of whatever course. they're trying to market. Mm -hmm. So what what is your, you know, your advice or, um, or, or take on that? Do you speak your truth? You know, I've mm -hmm. seen you out there um, at, at some of the protests when you've gone live. I've, I've, mm -hmm. You know, I've seen I'm like, yeah, look at, look at <laughs> Yes. Do, do you feel that, you know, that, that affects your you know, your business in any way? You have to do what you feel audacious enough to do. And there is no one size fits all for everyone. There's no like, oh, he did it, so I have to do it. Or 
it worked for him, but it works for me. You think about what your culture is, what your comfortability is, what you're willing to challenge within yourself. Um, I, like you said, I've been at the protest. I've been there. And at the same time, I've had opportunity to sit alongside on my show. I've had the organizers of some of the protests as well as the, the sheriffs, uh, those who are in power. So the same people who are out there giving the orders to shoot rubber bullets and all these other things that as I had an opportunity to sit next to them because what it is is realizing that we're all playing a role in society, whether it's in your business or whether it's in politics, we're all playing a role. And when once you remove that role, remove that mask, remove that position, there's a human behind that. And there's a human experience behind that. And what I try to do through my platform, through Audacious Believer TV, is share, shed light on that human that is in that position so that we can learn as an audience members to be empathetic, to learn how to be audacious in our own walk um, through watching me or just watching others, how they operate. Maybe you can gain some wisdom and say, okay, if he did this and it didn't, he didn't lose his business or he didn't lose that, maybe I can do it as well. Especially in a time right now where everyone is being challenged to speak up politically about whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's about anything, people are being challenged. The people are, the people have their feet on the necks of the people right now. Like if you are not saying something, the people are coming for you, okay? Yes. Might as well be audacious enough to like say, speak your truth. And I love to see people who are just not afraid. Like just don't, it, the fear oftentimes isn't rooted in uh, whether should I say something or not. It's the fear is how people are going to perceive what I say. That's what it's really is. How are they going to perceive? Are they going to judge me? Are they going to leave me? Are they going to abandon me because I said something? The truth is the people who are meant to be with you, the people that are meant to, who are meant to be your ideal clients or meant to be your customers are going to ride with you. But the ones who aren't, they weren't even there in the first place. Let them go. Like, would you would you want yes. someone to fake than something real? <laughs> yes. I like that. Yes. Okay, so they are meant to be with you. They are meant to be with you. I've had Period. <laughs> Yeah, period. But whenever I'm like scolding my children, right? And then my, my oldest one should be like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but um yeah, I've had um, you know, other guests also that say, you know what, you know, it's it's good riddance, you know. Mm-hmm. You, truth you have people starting on following you and friending mm-hmm. you you know and certain things uh, certain things you know you know you, you know they say you know respect people's you know difference of opinions you mm-hmm. know fine, you know but there's certain things where some people feel like there is no difference of opinion you right, know, right, no right. Line when it comes to certain things it's either black right. or mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. one way or the other way it's not you know i stand in the middle Yes. So, um, mm. thanks very much for that um, input right there. Of course. So, what um, what what do you think as a success mentor? What do you think is um, some things or one of the things that keeps people from being successful? Now, we mm. we know that you said earlier, you know, identify what success means to you. Okay. Mm-hmm very important you know because if you say i want to be successful i want to be successful and then what is yes. that mm-hmm. i don't know you yes know, yes 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 
you right. know, besides that, if you're able to identify what success looks like for you, mm -hmm. what do you see is um, some of the things that keeps people from being successful? I think it's along the lines of what we just talked about, about being the fear of how we're going to be perceived. If I have this dream to uh, make a movie and those around me have never made a movie and they, how are they going to perceive me if I make this big dream and are they going to judge me? Are people going to laugh at me if I fail? That vulnerability, I believe, honestly, the thing, allowing ourselves to be vulnerable um, keeps us, or the fear of being vulnerable keeps us from pursuing our purpose from pursuing anything big or from being a big success because when you are pursuing success it doesn't look like i just wake up one morning and then today i'm going to be successful and it just <laughs> happens the next day it is a journey of like ups downs backwards around so allowing yourself to go through that experience and the fear of not even allowing yourself to get in the ring to be um, amongst those who are not just challenging themselves, but challenging what our people's ideas are about success and allowing yourself to stand in that and saying, my version of success is different than your version of success, and I'm going to um, do that. So I think that is really, that, like I said, the fear of being vulnerable to be judged and, by, and critiqued by others keeps us from pursuing success in our lives. Mm, yeah. And what would you say is the most um, challenging part of building your business? And, you know, and I think this is um, really important as well, because it seems like with the, the way the economy has been this year, a lot of people mm -hmm. have lost jobs. A lot of people are out there trying to build a business, you know, yes, yes. So they realize that, okay, you know, my, you know, my primary source of income is, is not really stable, you know, yes. time. And so what would you say is the most challenging part of building a business? I think, and you know, we, I listen to different influencers and I listen to the big influencers who say they give you the five steps to do this or the, if you just do these things, you change your mindset. Those are very vague and very, uh, very surface level answers to that question of what are the challenges. But I think the biggest challenge, honestly, is having systems in place. We can look at most people, when we see an ad, we don't know that there's a system behind that, that for reason, the reason that you were able to see that ad, the reason that you engaged with that ad, the reason that you even wanted to engage with that business is because there was a system in place that you were um, directly targeted to go through, to go from being uh, interested to being a paying customer. So I think that people don't realize that there's more to building a business than just having a good product. There are so many good products that we, as we can see on shows like Shark Tank, there are so many good products out there that people may just not just know about, or they just may not have the right system or have the right amount of capital um, to get it out to the right people. But I think, honestly, if people realize that there's a system to every single thing, whether it's like getting, gathering emails, getting people into a sales funding, getting them on a phone, doing a sales pitch or doing a consultation with them, converting them to a client, or even if you're in the consulting business, if there's a product, like a hard product, like a clapper, and realizing that there's the lighting matters, that there is pictures and out, the colors that you use, there's systems in place that go into every single aspect of business. And like I said, when I see these different influencers, they're giving this very vague information about all you got to do is wake up early at four o'clock in the morning and you'll be a big success. And I'm like, that's not helping. You're just losing sleep if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so I really, really 
people just need systems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're right, because you know, I Googled a lot of ways, like, you know, how can you, you know, successful, build successful with meditating in the morning? Yeah. Like, drink five cups of water. Right. And, you know, right. All these vague <laughs> things. I'm like, that's not really helping anybody. Like, right. That, 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 <laughs> right. A lot of, some of these coaches that are out there, and I'm not saying to nobody, but some of these things, their programs that they have, by the time you get done with their program, you're too tired to build a business. You, you, <laughs> you did everything they didn't told you. You're tired. You need a nap after doing all the stuff they told you to do. <laughs> I worked out for five hours. And yes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, what um? Do you have anything upcoming that uh? Any? I know you normally do your um empowerment um conference once a year. Did yeah, that and I, this year. I yeah, I didn't do the virtual. I can't. I was so, I'm so bugged out with virtual stuff right now that I was like, I would just wait till 2021 to do that. Um, I am still working on a book. COVID 19 kind of just put everything a damper on your energy and all the things that people were like, if you're going through COVID-19, you're not producing, you're not doing anything. But the truth is we are living in a pandemic. Um, trauma is real for all of us. I was working on the book of doing my uh, third book entitled, It's Not Love, It's Trauma. And as I, was, as I was interviewing people for their stories and hearing the different stories about um, how they resonated just with that that title, It's Not Love, It's Trauma. I heard a lot of stories about what people did to them. He, he did this to me, she did this to me. And the common thread that I saw was no one said, they took, no one took ownership of what you chose to take part in. <laughs> no one took ownership in the relationships they chose to be a part of, no one took ownership. So those, those moments and hearing those stories, it's kind of draining, especially with the pandemic and everything else going on. So I was like, I need to take a break from writing right now. I'm also coming up on my 100th episode of Audacious Believer TV right now, which is really cool to me because it's like 100 people have sat down with me <laughs> to wow. share their story and to get their story out to the world. Um, I'm also going to be launching a new series of Where Are They Now? There's been over 100 guests on the show who have reached out now and they're like, hey, I want to I want to be back on the show. I, I want to bring my camera back on the show. I want to share yeah. more of my story. Okay. So I'm going to be doing some updates of Where Are They Now? That's something coming forward. Like I said, we're in the pandemic and I'm just trying to pivot with everything going on, but we, everything can be done online. It just doesn't feel the same when you wind up feel people's energy. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know what? I am feeling your energy from all the living Thank you, bro. Oh, thank you, bro. And I know how you are feeling it also. Yes. Wow. So, um, congratulations. You are about to be on episode 100. So, listen, y'all. Y'all got, <laughs> we still in this pandemic y'all still mm. should really be social distancing okay yes. or trying to go out there and you know relax a, a, a whole lot more but mm -hmm. you know it, it's still very real very mm. real and we're about to see um or did we already start flu flu season yeah flu season yes you know? yes so mm -hmm. you know you got a hundred episodes that you can listen to <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> on Audacious Believer TV. Wow. Thank you so much, Dante, for taking the time to chat with us today. Oh, thank and you so much for having me. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I want one of those clappers. Yes, I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, how can our listeners connect with you? 
Yes, they can uh, visit me online at DanteWorth.com on all social media platforms at sign Dante J. Worth. Um, if you want to send me an email directly, it's Dante at DanteWorth.com. As you can see, I can love my name. So it's Dante at DanteWorth.com. <laughs> and I look forward to hearing from some of your viewers or listeners as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much. And as always, y'all know that y'all can follow me on Facebook at Be Inspired with Linda H. And I'm also on Instagram. And I will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Told y'all this was a movement. Taking up. I ain't believe it. You dig? Banked out. Banked out. Banked out. Banked out. Banked out. Banked out. East to west, we can banked out. North to south, we can banked out. Worldwide, we can banked out. Call up 917-889-8041 Just to bang that radio show We controlling the globe and we second to no one Every time we emerge, we put in that work And bang that door for the culture Then it's one love wins since from 8pm to 9pm We'll tip sheet the trophy And we keep making moves by coastal Not them suckers didn't believe what I told you Banged out about to be your household name And banged out mean when your pop won't change Falling like Odell, shout out to Rochelle Network and Saturday is about to be your movie Gotta go big, it's the only way to do it Conglomerate, we get into it. Can't forget Fridays, gotta be inspired. We're we'll in the H. While you riding on the interstate, we got Sundays with sunshine from five to six. While you watching on your dinner plate, make sure to tune in and tap in with the movement. Cause it's about to go down. Shout out, discover this. Captain of the mothership. If you ain't know that you know now.